0: Welcome to episode seventy-seven of the Roger Snipes Show, the Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. Snipe Show. Yo, what's going on? Hope everyone is cool. So today, whoo, is a very interesting podcast. Now, it's, um, it, it kind of slightly deviates from the, the typical life hack um, podcasts, which I do. So things which help to improve your life, whether it is uh, entrepreneurship, business, um, learning about functional medicine, things to optimize your body or optimize your life. This is more based on the, uh, uh, almost like the biography of a particular person and their life. And it is such an incredible podcast because you learn about the journey of someone who once lived in North Korea and escaped. So today's podcast is with North Korean activist Yomni Park. Uh, So we discuss about how she escaped North Korea at the age of 13 years old from the regime, uh, which is currently empowered by the supreme leader called Kim Jong-un. I I think that's what you say, Kim Jong-un. And you're going to hear some stuff which is (laughs) a complete breach of human rights in most countries, but in North Korea, it's pretty much the standards which everybody lives there that you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe it. Um, most, if not all, the people who reside there are malnourished or sick. Now they don't have proper medical treatment either, and um, yeah, it's insane. In fact, you. You'll never hear anything to do with obesity. As I, as I mentioned, they're malnourished or sick. So th- most of them are starving. So the word obesity is like, it's like what is that? You know, if, if one of them was to be interviewed, somehow escape and you was to be like, um, were there any obese people? They'd be like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Oh, you know, people who eat too much, who, who have a metabolic disease because of too much. Uh, food consumption, like, still doesn't make sense to me. You know, they are starving, malnourished. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. So anyway, without pondering on that part too much. So the North Korean uh, defector and human rights activist, uh, Yomni Park, who escaped from North Korea to China in 2007 and settled in South Korea in 2009 before moving to the United States in 2014. So she's the author of a book called In Order To Live. So definitely check that out. That basically takes you through her whole story. Um, She's a YouTuber. And she's got about 480,000 subscribers and she just goes through everything to do with North Korea. You know, it's, uh, again, incredible, incredible. But anyways, let's start this podcast. So much to understand, so much to learn. Let's bring on Yomni Park. Yomni? Is, is that how you say your name?
1: Hey,
0: Yomni. 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 How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. How about
0: you? I'm spectacular. Spectacular. Very happy we finally uh, was able to connect. Um, y- yeah. Uh, at first, I was thinking, I don't know if it's going to happen. Because I know you've been busy. You've had a few things which, um, where we've had to uh, change the times around. But then I was getting concerned. I was like, you know, she's a busy lady. I might not get a chance to speak to her, you know. (laughs) But it's great. I'm I'm very happy we're connecting today. So you are a human rights uh, activist for North Korea. Mm -hmm. Um, You're also the author of a new book, right? Um, Order to Live. Um, I see you speaking about that quite a lot now. Lots of reposts and everything. So congratulations for that. And uh, you're also a um, a TED speaker. Is that correct? Yeah? Awesome. Also, awesome. How long has your book been out?
1: Oh, it's keep coming out in the new languages. Oh, okay. Like the ones that came in the US was like several years ago. But uh, it's, oh,
0: keep right.
1: it's been in other languages, that's why.
0: Oh, right, right. I need to get myself a copy. Do you have an audio version at all?
1: Yeah, I think it has an audible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I'm getting on it. I, I, yeah, if, if I knew, I probably would have got it before, before us talking today, in all fairness. Um, so, um, wow, where do we start? North Korea. North Korea is one of those places that I'd never understood much about. You know, I've only heard, oh yeah, you don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't know, it just, it just sound like something that you would only hear in horror movies. Yeah. You know. Um, and I, I'm still confused by a lot of things. Let's um let's let's start start with the introduction um of yourself. So you're from North Korea and um, I understand you actually ran away from North Korea when you was as young as 13 years old. Is that, is that right? Yeah,
1: that's when I escaped.
0: When you escaped. Yeah. <laughs> to 13. All right, take, let's, let's rewind back. Let's bring it back to when you was in North Korea. Could you take me through what life was like there, which you know, brought you to the point where you were like, that's it, I'm out and ran away.
1: Why would just like mere hunger, starvation? Like, you know, if I stayed there longer, I would die if I don't eat, right? I think hunger means just hunger in the West, but hunger means death in North Korea. So main cause of death for people is starvation. So if I stayed longer, I there was no way I could find more food. And that just drives me to risk my life and to you know, escape to, from North Korea.
0: Wow. So is there a drought in North Korea for food?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, of course it has a flooding droughts, but not, that's not it. It's completely man-made famine. So the leadership in the regime uh, decide to make us starved because uh, I don't know if you read the book Hunger Games i uh,
0: heard of it. I still ain't yes,
1: so It is very like so. They thought they make a country and put up a wire fence all around the country. So the entire country is a prison camp, blocking outside information and making no freedom of movement to the people so people cannot travel outside the world. So they don't know anything what's happening in the world. I never even seen the map of the world. In that situation, if they give Keep giving us food right humans are like ultimately thinking about the meaning of life they are trying to you know thinking beyond what daily life is so regime thought okay if we make them starved they're not going to thinking about what's politics what is philosophy what is life all they're going to think about all day long 24 7 is going to be what is food can i get food next to me or not so they made on purpose making us starve so even in the 90s when millions and millions of dying in the like 20 years ago the regime like said no to the aids and help coming from the international community because they didn't want us to be fed so that's why North Koreans are starving not like, It's like in some parts of in Africa, Haiti, like earthquake, you know, a lot of natural disasters making it hard for the people. But in North Korea, it's completely man-made.
0: Wow. Wow. It just sounds crazy. Like, just the whole idea that, okay, I'm going to starve these people so that they can't think. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's insane!
1: what yeah but it's for me it's insane that people think world is always like this just and free because the old world that i experienced was very unjust and evil yeah. and oppression so when i came to here and like looking at people how they don't ever worrying about food mm-hmm. it's like because that's something i worried about since my birth all day long worrying about food so you know it's almost like uh we are in a different, like, planet. That's I, like, literally I felt.
0: So what was your, what was your, um, what was your parents doing in terms of work and, um, you know, bringing in money? What sort, what sort of work were they doing? And so, what, what sort of class was you in, would you say?
1: Right. So North Korea has mainly three classes. And then they are dividing into 50 different classes within three classes. So very complicated status, you know, I mean, even though it's like socialist country, like it's the most unequal country you can find in the world right now. Uh, so, I mean, basically, I think I was born somewhere in the middle. And the problem is that in North Korea it's like central government economy. Therefore, like selling buying things is illegal. Like If you go buy your sunglasses, that's illegal if they're selling is illegal because it's a central government economy, everything has to be provided by through the public ration by the regime. But in the 90s, regime just stopped giving us food. So, I mean, if you cannot sell and trade, people are gonna die if no one gives you food. So that's why millions of died in the 90s when I was born. Uh, Once North Korean people went through that, they started illegally trading in the black markets. But black markets doesn't mean like selling drugs or weapons. In North Korea, black market means like selling candies, you know, selling rice and clothes. Wow. That was illegal. So my father started engaging in the black market business, which he was selling clocks, rice, I mean, sugar, dried fish. Then later he sold metals like silver, you know, copper. And and it was a, it was a crime. So that's why he was sent to prison camp for more than 10 years for
0: that. Really? For selling rice, metal? Yeah. I had a friend who went to prison for manslaughter. Mm. Yeah. And he got about that long. Manslaughter.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, in North Korea, like, uh, you know, actual murders, like the dictator doesn't go to a prison. But the people who is doing their best to survive and keep their life, I mean, their children fed, those ones are dying in the prison camps.
0: So explain what what happens to those who are doing murders? Or do they get executed instead or something?
1: Well, I mean, murders, I mean, even the rape is like something never even people think as a crime in North Korea. That's like what the shocking the most thing is. And if they get murders, like they sometimes they serve like five, ten years, like a very light sentence. But if you like uh like let's say like there's a newspaper and like there's a front page, it was like King's photo, and you did not see the front page, you ripped it by mistake. That gets you executed, including three generations of your life with your family. That's the thing, it's called like guilt by association. So anyone that is associated to me, of the three to eight generation, gets punished together with me. And that's how God, they get rid of any seed of like rebellion.
0: Any seed of yeah. Wow, wow. Why is uh, North Korea and South Korea so different? Like what's happened there? <laughs>
1: That's a great question. So South Korea chose the path of like America, like the dividing the constitu- I mean power by checks and balances. And they chose free market and democracy and capitalism. North Korea chose communism and later socialism and ch- chose the, what they are like the, you know, the ideology was very different. So South Korea and North Korea were the poorest countries in the world. In human history, and South Korea now, like like eleventh largest economy in the in the whole world with that tiny country. But look at the North Korea. The exact same people, exact same potential. They chose different system, which is one is socialism, one is like capitalism. So the system is what making people different. People keep thinking like was that luck? No, like the system makes the, the our like destiny. I think. So it's the like biggest like, experiment we had, which system works better.
0: Mm. And this was selected by the people themselves in the country?
1: Uh, no, so, uh, in the, so North Korea was supported by Soviet Union, Stalin and China, Mao Zedong, the, all like, communist like, countries back then. And there was a Cold War and, uh, and South Korea was supported by the U- U.S and the Western European countries. So when North Korea was starting a Korean war to invade South Korea, the US and the UN came here. So they preserved freedom in the South from South Koreans and the, the Russians and Chinese came and fought for North Korean like capitalist, I mean, I mean, socialist like ideology. So Korea was kind of in the battleground for this like Cold War happen. Where there's like between the capitalism and socialism was fighting, and Korea was in the middle of it. So, this country's foreign powers came and preserving what they believed. And thankfully, like America was able to keep the half of Korea safe from the communists. And of course, Chinese and Russians came and kept the half of Korea like communist. So, now that's why we see two different ideologies coexist in the same peninsula.
0: That's amazing and insane at the same time. Yeah. Wow, wow. And uh, who is this guy, this uh, Kim Jong Un dude? Like, he's a dictator, I'm assuming.
1: Oh yeah, obviously he's yeah. father, who was uh, so his grandfather was um, initially sponsored by uh, Stalin and Mao Zedong, so they placed him to. Be in charge of the North Korea's Communist Party in the like forties, so he gave power to his son Kim Jong Il, and his son gave a power to his, his son Kim Jong Un. So third generation, three generation of Kims are ruling the same country for seventy five years, one family kingdom. It's not even like people think North Korea is a like country, and there's a reason why we call it Hermit Kingdom. It's run by three like crazy, I mean, family Kim family.
0: And what were the other rulers like? You know, his father and his father. What? What were they?
1: Previous two kings horrible.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I mean, this was absolute like disaster. Every single one of them were murderers. They killed more people than anyone can imagine. They killed like millions of people. During the Korean War, they killed more than, I mean, the first came during the Korean War, Ellis killed more than 3 million people. The second came during the famine, man-made famine, killed more than 3 million people. And now the Sun still like continue to kill people. Therefore, like thinking about even World War, like, you know, actually Kim, I mean, Mao killed more people than Stalin, I mean, the Hitler did. Like Mao killed Mao Zedong in China, killed the most people in human history than Stalin and the Kims. So, we are talking about like modern day Hitler in North, North Korea right now.
0: Mm, mm. Wow. Um, how old is he? He's like 37 or something.
1: He should be younger than that.
0: Oh yeah?
1: He, he took power when he was 25. So it's now like, I know he was a young boy. 25, uh, it was just 11. So now it's like nine, 10 years. So it should be like 35, something like that.
0: 35, oh, okay. Yeah. So is there, is there no vote from the people to say, yeah, do you know what, we don't want another Kim? Is it like no one has any say?
1: Well, if you do that, like you are gonna get killed. Eight <laughs> generations of your family. Eight generations, think about it. Like there's a one high ranking official escaped And because of one person's dissertation, like uh, rebellion, more than 30 something thousand people got killed. And a lot of them didn't even know that they were related to that guy.
0: Oh my God.
1: They were like cousins of cousins, like in-laws of in-laws of something, 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 something. And how the heck did like trace a generation? So when they were getting killed, like did I relate to him? Like they didn't even know. They were like, I did not know. And of course there's no mercy, they just like, kill them all.
0: What's the, uh, what's, what's the gun control there like? Do, do, do people sell guns on the black market or anything like that, or is it completely clean? Right.
1: If that's the case, right, if the people had uh, guns in their hands, they would not be like this, they would be fighting back. Mm. But of course, the regime makes absolute control on the guns. Mm. So nobody, nobody has a gun in North Korea, so mm. being assassinating these leaders is impossible because nobody has a weapon in their hands, mm. or oh, it in mean, no
0: right. right, right. Um, I read somewhere that there's no internet there. Is that right? Or it used to be the case? Is it something different now? or?
1: But I mean, not to even mention internet, like, yeah, of course, North Korean don't even know the existence of internet. That's the difference. Otherwise, they don't even have electricity in century. Yes.
0: Well, wait, wait. No, no.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly.
0: They don't, wait, no. That doesn't, no, wait. Are you saying they don't have electricity in their house?
1: Yeah. We only get to see them once or two times a year for several minutes, and people don't take advantage of any modern modernity. Like, there's no running water. People still go bathe in the river in freezing North Korea. So in the winter time, we just bathe once. I never even seen the shower. Like, we don't even know a shower. Their life. Think about their life. Like now, like in the 15th, 16th centuries. People don't know why electricity. I mean, they don't have any advantage of electricity and they don't have running water. No sewage is that working, no food is working and transportation is not provided. So people walking into So like uh, there's no like bus or I mean train, there's one train is running, but in order to go a distance like that takes like 10 minutes photos with the car. It takes like two weeks to go. And even that people don't have a permit, they cannot go. So they don't even like have a freedom of movement. Therefore, like there's no such a thing like allowed sleepovers. Like I was shocked when I came, kids just can't go like to their friend's house and sleep over. In North Korea, every single thing has to be checked by the regime. So if you're gonna move to sleep somebody houses, you gotta get a confirmation and approval from the regime. And that's how they like control Every single move and that's why they even control what kind of haircut, you can have right that's like a main thing for the Westerners. like everybody in North Korea has to have like a haircut that Kim Jong-un has and yes. Like everybody's haircut what you wear, what you sing, what you listen, what you watch. So if you watch a wrong movie, they're going to execute you. If you listen to wrong music, you're going to send to prison. So, and if you wear jeans, you're going to send to prison. jeans. Yeah, because it's a gin somehow they think of it as a symbol of capitalism. So they send you a prison for that. Literally, every single thing can get you life there. <laughs>
0: I'm 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 lost for words. Yeah. Um what what are the schools there like? I mean you don't have electricity, so uh, uh Okay, yeah, what, what's what's the, what's the education there like? What, 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 what do you learn about? Like, what type of, I'm thinking about what, what are the jobs that people do there? If everybody's poor, like, okay, let's start with the school. The, tell me about the schools. Well, Schoolers
1: yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Kim Jong-un himself went to school in Switzerland. So obviously elite people do have opportunity in North Korea. They go to school in Britain, in Moscow, in China, like European countries but the, I'm talking about the poor like average like 90, 90% of the population. Like I went to school, but the things like I learned is, you know, they teach us basic math, but the all, everything's propaganda. They literally teach us like, there are four American bastards, you kill two of them. How many American labs took care? Then you say like two American bastards. And that's like how they teach you math, literally. And they teach you grammar, they say, you killed Americans. You are killing Americans. You will kill Americans. That's a like grammar math. Yeah. So wow. Every, every single thing they teach in school is uh, propaganda. So they don't teach us the Big Bang or how evolution happened. Instead they teach us how the Kim, Kim your son was chosen by this universe and how he can make miracles. So it's like a entire brainwashing of a population and kill their like, critical thinking very early on people do not even know what critical thinking is and uh, most people you don't choose your job in north korea like when you're born there you don't choose what you do with your own body or like with your life they tell you what school go to and once you graduate school every north Korean man have to go to military service and women and because of the malnutrition north korea got a growth stunt Tons of North Korea now, like only five feet now. And if you're above four feet three or something, you got to go to military. Like four feet three or eight is like a child height. And you go to military and serve. Uh, it used to be only 10 years, but now like 13 years for men. So every single man in North Korea go to military, serve in 13 years. For women, I think eight or 10 years right now. So every single girl have to go to military and serve in the military but of, of course in military they don't feed you so you're mostly gonna die there they don't so, <laughs> you are serving for the nation and they don't feed you. so most of the young population were spending their 10 years of life in the military all of them and once the ones that's like lucky to get out then they don't choose what they do with their life or becoming a consultant or whatever it is. It doesn't happen. The regime tells them you go to the mining, you go to the collective farm, you do this, you do this and they decide your entire life for you. I mean, that is what socialism is. Governments providing everything to you, right? Yeah. Like, they take care of healthcare, I mean, education, all of it. So basically that's what the regime does. Like they decide every single thing about like every individual life there.
0: So what type of jobs is there? What sort of jobs would the re- regime give you typically?
1: Basically, I mean, depending on your status, but like very small elite, like only 2000 people are running the whole country, like running 25 millions of people. So most of 99% of the people, their jobs are usually sent to collective farms. So that means you are the farmer, but you don't keep the harvest because a collective farm is owned by the state. So in North Korea, there's no private property. Therefore, you don't own your houses. You don't own your cars. You don't own your cows, even you know, animal cows. So nothing is owned by the people. Everything is owned by the state. So when they go working in the farm, in the land, the harvest goes to the regime because it's not their land. So they you just resume using the free labor all day long. They don't pay us just make us like die and get cured and just it's a real like they're slaves exactly like just Mm -hmm. we got 25 slaves and supporting the one dictator who who thinks he's a god
0: so you know with with military not really getting fed yeah aren't they concerned what if there was to be some sort of war that was to break out and they needed you know soldiers to be strong is there is there no concern of that
1: right so that is the thing about north korea so north korea given their size and like they got the policy economy in the world right now but they got the fourth largest army in the whole world like i think uh, china russia the u.s and North Korea is the fourth largest military in the whole world, and you can see how crazy regime is because that's what he does. Kim Jong Un spends all his money for his like luxury and building on nukes, for military, for keeping his ma- maintain his system. So even though militaries are not fed, the thing is that North Korea is not like Middle East or Africa. There is no conflicts. There's nobody trying to get North Korean region go. go. Nobody to attack them. Like in Middle East, like Israel, like Iran, all other countries, they have enemies. They gotta fight, they gotta get ready for the war. But North Korea, they've got no enemy. Like next to them, China, very stable. Other countries, Russia, of course, they got all, their own problems. They are very busy internally. And then like, I mean, Japan, they don't wanna attack other countries. South Korea, democracy. So they got no enemy outside them like their land it's all like the regime's propaganda saying we got enemies we gotta like defend our territory so therefore it's even if it's like a that is another way for the regime to keep maintaining the population control because if they go to military being drafted in the military they're not going to start again i mean gather again and try to start revolution right they are in the military for their prime age so regime that way just like they drag them to the military and like a lot of them get killed and make them just dumber you know so these young people even more brainwashing them for another 10 years or decade and send them back to the nation afterwards and make them like farmers and miners going to coal mining those are like main things yeah
0: right 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 (laughs) what is um what what's a typical wage? What's like a high end wage and what's like a bottom end wage? Let's yeah. start with the let's start with the bottom <laughs> and then we'll move Bob to the top.
1: It's not even like calculable so low, but highest wage for the medical doctor is one dollar per month. And
0: what is- a month? Uh, yeah. Oh my god.
1: So they cannot survive in one day with their salary. A doctor cannot survive one day with their salary. So imagine what a farmer or like the just worker might get, because that's a government salary. That's why it's North Korea is one of the most. I mean, it is the most corrupt country in the world right now, because regimes supposedly provide you, and they don't have the economy where people can work and get paid well. So even doctors, they have to be corrupt. So if they don't receive bribe, they are not going to operation. On you. And then, so every single one of North Koreans have to break the law, and be corrupt to survive. And yeah, so that's why like there's impossible to su- survive in North Korea just getting a salary from the government. They gotta they gotta do something else like they gotta go to market like my father did like selling things illegally, or like you know being a doctor and don't operate on people unless you receive like bribery mm. if you're. Have- man you gotta catch people and beating them you know torture them and get money from them like the way of surviving for north koreans is corruption right now
0: Ooh. so you managed to escape mm. at 13. yeah that's a big deal like are there many people that managed to escape i mean you was 13 like like what did you do differently to I'm sure many others. Well, I'm just questioning if they don't know what is going on is wrong. You ran away because of hunger. Was it nece- was, was it necessarily because you felt it was wrong? Is is that right? Or did you? What it's not
1: you- like you feel wrong when you're hungry. Like you feel like dying, where right? you get dizzy and like managing is a weird thing. So, luckily, I was in the living in the border town of North Korea when I was 13.
0: Okay. So
1: at night time, of course, as I said, like if you like literally can go up like to the satellite photos of North Korea, it is the, the darkest place on earth, literally, because there's no lights at night. And I was seeing these uh, light bulbs lit up in China and seeing the lights coming from China at night because North Korea is so dark. And that's when I thought, maybe if I go where the lights were, I might be finding a bottle of rice. So it wasn't something in my mind. Even thinking, am I escaping? Am I like you know defecting or like something is wrong? It just pure out of survivor. Before you die, you do the last attempt you can, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you, it's like if you are in a burning apartment, right? Like you have the doors, everything are burned down. You cannot get out there. You're gonna to to try to jump out of window and see what happens. That's the last thing you can do before you burn to death. And that's exactly what we did. Like, I, if I would stay there, I would die just from starvation. You know, like matter of hours, people die if you don't eat like for three days. And for the body that wasn't fed all their life, if you don't eat for three days, you can die sometimes.
0: Yeah. And
1: sometimes can survive in even seven, ten days. Usually, if, but the thing is, like, if uh, Americans go hunger mode, they can last a lot longer because they have a lot of reserves, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love what you said there. Yeah.
1: So it's a it's a different thing when North Koreans go hungry, they can literally die from it. Yeah. And I think that's uh why I risked my life to cross that frozen river and to go to China to see, you know, if there was food for me or not.
0: Yeah. So did you go by yourself, or did your uh, uh, mum and dad go with you at the time?
1: Initially, I crossed the frozen river to China with my mom. Mm-hmm. But of course, when we got to China, uh, we were sold as uh, human slaves, like sexual slaves to Chinese men. So they sold me se- separately from me to my mom, like separately. Right. Yeah, so cool. it's like a slavery happening still right now with North Koreans. Uh, I was 13 years old and I was virgin, so they sold me over 20 dollars. And my mom was of the order, so they sold her like 65 dollars in 2007. In this 21st century, and right now, even at this point we are talking, if you go to Chinese Google like Baidu and search North Korean girls to buy like toys, like almost Amazon, you get them at your door, you know, like a few days or hours. And like some just nine hundred dollars you can get a girl from north korea and this is the world that we are living in right now
0: yeah the undercover world so okay um how did you manage to get out of that
1: well after two years of slavery uh i learned that if i escape china again then you and then i go to south korea i might be free so literally how do we get out of China, right? North Korean don't have ID, don't have money. We cannot get on like airplane and like, you know, take airplane to go somewhere. Yeah. So we literally crossed the frozen Gobi Desert by walking in 2009 uh, when I was 15. Uh, we crossed the frozen Gobi Desert from you know, China to Mongolia. And once we got to Mongolia, we got caught by Mongolian guards and we I asked them for the going to South Korea. So several months in the detention center, they helped me to go to South Korea afterwards.
0: Right. Where was your dad during this time?
1: My father passed away by then. Uh, he had a lot of torture. So in so when I was in China, I brought my father from North Korea to China. And a few months later, he passed away there. So right. And I found my mom back after I was sort of separately, that's why I wrote a book, it's a long story. I found my mom and with her, I, I crossed the desert and then became free.
0: Right. So is your mom with you now in, in where are you? You in the States?
1: I'm in Chicago and Chicago. my mom is in South Korea right now.
0: Oh, she's in South Korea. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, wow. Wow, this is, uh, this is amazing. Um, so, oh man, I, um, I'm just, I'm, just I'm, I'm still shocked. Like the electricity alone is like, there's no electricity. So you don't have any electrical goods at all, I take it.
1: I mean, like the thing is we do have electricity few times a year because the regime wants to broadcast the propaganda things to us, right? They got to like bring people to propaganda, like brainwash us.
0: But so, in your homes, in your home that you live in, do you not have anything which is made from electric? Do you not have any light bulbs to switch a light on?
1: We have a light bulbs, but we don't have a switch because the lights don't come. So we have a, something called transformer. Right. So when the regime gives the electricity, it's not like high enough for the people to be visible, <laughs> so you right. need to use a transformer to gather more electricity and turn off the like light bulb, but the thing is that doesn't last that many times, so a lot of families do have transformer, and we do have light bulbs, but only we use it a few times a year. So, you know, people right. really... like It's like the concept of when you enter the room and turn the lights is that that's like something a very new concept to North Koreans. Like, I didn't even know, like, looking at the switch, like, what, what the heck is that when I escaped? And, and people, yeah, I mean, they do have a few times of a year, but that's only like when we have to watch something by the regime, like be brainwashed afterwards.
0: <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. What what other type of restrictions would you say are in North Korea?
1: So many everything <laughs> like uh, I don't know. I I rather think about what is allowed than like what is now allowed because there are like a billion things is now allowed.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. Like I think we are allowed to breathe
0: <laughs> for the and moment.
1: What, are we allowed to breathe? I mean, yeah, for the moment. And other than that. We are not allowed anything else. Like, we are not allowed to say things. Like, there's no freedom of speech. So, like, the first thing my mom told me as a younger was not to even whisper because the birds and mice could hear me. And as a younger, the first thing you learn is okay, if I say something wrong, like, I get killed and all my family get killed. That's a very same terror every single North Korean understands. So that is the extent you go when there's no freedom of speech like people go that far to oppress others and not allowing others to have any opinion so north korea is a, almost a testament to the to the direction that if the humanity takes to go like limiting freedom of speech and human freedom that's how far we can go like right now in north korea not the concentration camps the just normal border has been seared with a highly electrified wire fences. Why the population cannot even get the electricity, the entire North border got the electricity going on. And then that wasn't even enough. The regime buried the landmines in the border, and then on top of that, they put the machine guns. So that Kim Jong Un ordered the guards that do not even let a single ant across the border between North Korea and China. So therefore, right now only. 209 North Korean defectors made it to America during the 75 years. So, I mean, like, that's talking about escape. Like, there's no mathematical chances of me making this far. And that's why most people don't see that many North Koreans in their lifetime. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm the first North Korean you ever met.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. Don't
1: like that, because not, they don't exist. <laughs>
0: it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I came across a video with you. Um, I think it was um oh what is his name? Patrick
1: Yeah, Bet David.
0: Yeah, Patrick Bet David. Mm-hmm. And um I only watched a little bit of it and then I, I and then I went to your YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I was like, This is unreal. <laughs> this is like sci-fi. This can't be real. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, Um, what is? How do you get your information about what's going on there? Do you do you have someone that you can communicate with somehow? So yeah,
1: yeah, there's no internet. North Koreans get literally get executed for making international phone calls. So their phones cannot make international. Like you cannot write North Korea. You cannot mail something to North Korea right now. Like everything is blocked. So we have to. Uh, get an underground right. agent. So that's how I get informed and get a get a lot of work done through the people we have underground. But of course, we cannot disclose. Whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, please don't, because I don't want to be involved. <laughs> I don't need anyone trying to search for me. He knows too much information as well.
1: <laughs>
0: that's amazing. That's so amazing. Um, what about the the COVID situation? Do you do you know if it somehow went there? Or is that completely clean? Because no one leaves and nobody goes in there. What's the situation? And
1: every time you get it, you get executed, and
0: that's how they keep it zero. Oh Seven. wow! You got As- COVID, yeah? <coughs> COVID? No, no, no! I just got a basic cough. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Sounds like COVID to me, my friend. You got to die. <laughs> That's insane, really. Yeah. So, h- how are the tests being done? Were they going to people's houses that, and testing them?
1: That or? is the thing. Like, they don't even have the facility to test them, right? And they don't even have like electricity. How they can can on earth have the lab to like, you know, like get these like samples and get a resort out? Of course, they are not gonna be able to do that. So, you know, if they see somebody has a fever and cough and somebody in North Korea, everybody's is being watched by the authority. So if they someone has a signs of like, looks like COVID, they get like sent to, uh, you know, they get executed or sent to this like detention center where they're left to die inside alone. Or sometimes it's like if somebody family got sick, they like literally like uh, block the door. Like it. Near the door, so no one can get out and just die inside there. Yeah. So the thing is, like, what if they got flu, right? It's Mm. totally possible, but they don't know. That's why so many people innocently dying.
0: What did you say about the hospitals? Did you mention anything about the hospitals? Like, what what are they like?
1: Hospitals, like, right. So they don't even have X-ray machines. As I said, like, doctors have to get bribes to do anything. So when I went into hospital right before my escape, I had a really bad stomach ache until they took me to hospital. And of course, people like lying on the floors and all the stains of bed covers. The nurse literally using one needle to inject everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sharing
0: the needle between what? Just like washing it off or not washing it off?
1: Not even washing it off. Like, Ooh. they don't even have that. And they don't want, like having alcohol swipes, right? They just don't use any disinfection. And, and of course, like people die from infection, then like disease, like we don't have time for like cancer to kill us. Before cancer get to us, we die from starvation, infection, and like fever. So, and of course my mom had to uh, bribe the doctor. and he literally just rocked my belly, like not even like machine looking at it, just at my belly. He said like maybe she got some appendix and they asked my mom to buy you know, penicillin and everything like you have to buy in the black market, otherwise you just die. And then they operated on me without any anesthesia. So, oh, wow. but they are cutting bones. They are cutting people without any anesthesia. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like 16, 14 centuries of humanity, think about it. Like, People go bathing the river, like, you know, cutting people without anesthesia, like no needles, Just it's a most it barbaric. I mean, people, whenever I meet people in the West, like thinking of, oh, those old days we had nature, people were connected. I said, you have no clue what 16th, 15th century looked like. People have cavity, like you don't even know how to put your teeth up. People die. I mean, North Koreans get married very early. Because most of us die before sixty years old. Right. You know, like when someone make it to sixty, we think, "Oh my god, you lived a very, very long time." Right. And then here I come, like sixty is like like very young. So people like just they don't they don't understand how bad things are back in our days.
0: It's mad. I've heard you mention about um, rice for food. What, what other do, do, do you guys eat protein there like like I mean like things like beef steak fish lamb oh anything like that or is that like oh my god that's luxury no like talk if, to me
1: beef you get executed in North Korea
0: is it, staff,
1: in the farms there are it's no machines to farm right so humans and cows gotta work and cows owned by the state not us humans so if cow someone kills cow and sells the beef and eat it, you're gonna get executed. Like literally one of the execute public execution that my mom saw was a young man who, who was very hungry. He had a TB, the malnutrition and TB, and he killed a cow and ate a cow. And then they killed him. So human life in North Korea is less valuable than cow. Like that's how they do not value human rights and human life.
0: What about, yeah, sorry, please.
1: So those food is unthinkable. And when we say rice, it's because it's such a fancy food. Most of North Koreans eat like tree bars. Like I ate tons of grasshoppers, you know, that was like my source of protein. That's the only thing I could get dragonflies, you know, a lot of bugs, plants, flowers, and tree barks. And then, you know, if we are very fancy, we're going to get a cabbage and the rice, but you know, rice is everybody North Korean stream. Like, I came into America, people say, rice got too much, you know, carbs, don't eat the rice. What the heck are you talking about? Yeah. This is like what I escaped for. <laughs> you know, this is what I risked my life for.
0: <laughs> yeah. It must be, obviously, now you've adapted to your new life, living in, in Chicago. Yeah. But starting off with it must have been really really weird I mean your life was com- completely different I mean even myself when I lived with my dad we lived in poverty but it's probably like oh my god you had luxury what do you mean poverty mm-hmm. and um I remember when I when 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 I grew up and uh one of my first jobs I was working in a restaurant and uh clearing tables and stuff like that and when when it came to the evening all the food will be thrown away in the bin tasty food and when i watched that i was like why is this being thrown away i can take it home please let me take it home they're like no you're not allowed if you try and take it home you will be dismissed you can't work here anymore i thought this is insane so i could imagine you seeing something like that you probably have a heart attack like you yeah. know
1: that's like I went to South Korea after China and Mongolia and one day with my mom and I was walking in front of a building and there was a trash like dump inside and oh my gosh yes so many wonderful things in the trash inside like there's like normal like bowls clothes like mattresses so my mom and I were picking up st- stuff in the trash bin for a while like we couldn't understand, comprehend why people throwing things away, you know, but now I'm like throwing away this plastic bottle in North Korea. If you've got this bottle, you're going to use it throughout generation to generation. (laughs) Korea, We don't even know what trash can is. Like we have nothing to throw away. Even like our falling hair, like we don't have, as I said, a gas or electricity. We got to like a fear. We got to burn something to cook the meal. Yeah. So we got to burn everything. So, you know, like I never even knew what they had a vocabulary for trash cans and going to South Korea, their problem is generating too much trash. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is got to be like in my dream. Yeah, that's like I felt like so many days like of my afterwards, like everything felt like dream. Mm. I was like, this cannot be real. And I thought like, keep thinking like what if i wake up from this dream you know I keep pinching myself like is this real like people say if i feel pain like this is got to be not a like dream and like pinching myself for many many years and then realize maybe this dream i'm never gonna wake up and that's perfect dream then <laughs> keep dreaming you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i'm i'm just i'm just amazed i'm just amazed um what else i'm just trying to think what else what else sort of scores the um mm, 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 mm. so people get married early you said is that right yeah um i, I know like when you go to certain middle east countries um there's there's a certain difference when it becomes to when, when it comes to men and women. Are there any differences there with regards to how women are treated and men are treated?
1: Oh yeah. North, North Korea even have a saying that like men is the sky and the women are the ground. So our status difference can never be met. And that's how different we are. Like, you know, sky cannot never meet ground, right? So like yeah, like, uh, it's most of women get beaten by their husband, their brothers, you know, their fathers. And when I was young, like, even eating in the same table we do, like, men, wasn't allowed in a lot of families. Like, fathers, you cannot start eating until your father starts eating, and you cannot be done eating until they, like, don't put down their spoon. Fathers that have, like, special, like, spoons even, like, that's how their status is, like, yeah, like they think of women as some bugs, and men is so you know every single thing is just so messed up. It's a complete, yeah. I I can't even think how can our country can that be messed up. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, keep I keep thinking it's like it's gotta be a fictional, you know. If I didn't experience it, like I wouldn't even believe it. Like, yeah, that's the truth. Like that's I think why North Korea is the last mystery for humanity to solve, right? <laughs> like we solved so many mysteries, like this is a one last mystery that we don't understand. Yeah. And with our technology that we explored, even the moon and Mars and going in the universe, we still can't explore North Korea. And and therefore, you no, know, I think it is time for, like, I just always think that People keep talking about oh we gotta start civilizing Mars like you know you gotta be multi-space you know like a species we gotta be and like we haven't even explored the North Korea the, our own Earth yet. Yeah. Like how can we move forward as a humanity if we left behind 25 millions living in a 14th century lifestyle? Like it's and and these 25 millions not even by their free choice they are doing but they've been kept by this dictator. They've been imprisoned by this dictator. It's, it wasn't their free word. They've been oppressed by a dictator. And I think that's why I keep trying to do that, because most people don't know what is happening to North Korean people. And I am doing everything I can to raise awareness, educate the public, and hopefully I can free those 25 million people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Like what is your what is your what is your hope to to happen for North Korea and like, you know, what, what would you hope to happen and in what kind of way? Obviously, you're spreading the word, but what, what are you hoping to happen from spreading the word?
1: Well, I mean, there are a few things like practical changes that I want to see when it comes to North Korea. One is global awareness. Like we are so aware of Holocaust, right? Every single one of us know what it is. But in 2013, the United Nations did a massive study on North Korea. And they came to the conclusion that what is happening in North Korea is a Holocaust, modern day Holocaust, because North Korea does the same thing. You know, like do the live experiment on human bodies with their chemical weapons, with their own citizens. <laughs> Yeah. And they said only resemblance we can find in our whole history is like, like the Holocaust. So it's happening again. And of course, when Holocaust was happening, we said it didn't happen. But history repeating itself. So we are going through the same cycle of people saying not interested in denying it. So I think that's what I really want to raise awareness about. Like, what is happening in North Christ, the Holocaust? And we got to stop. It's our moral, like, duty to stop it as a human beings. How can we allow this? And second is like, I don't want to see the global action through the world leaders, like the US, UK, EU, I mean, all the leaders in the world have to help North Koreans to remove the dictatorship. That doesn't mean like driving up the tank, like what Iraq invasion did. Right. But you know, it only simply takes China. China has been the main supporter of North Korean dictatorship. Right. So if we convince China to not like selling North Koreans, you know, and do not support Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, it has no power to stay longer. So that has come. And the lastly is really, you know, people to understand, like, our little voice matters. Like people think, oh, talking about it doesn't matter, but it really, really matters, in, especially in the age of social media, right? As soon as we talk about something, even think about the Me Too, the hashtags. Like that's how much power that individuals have in free world. You know, when we talk about something in social media, the politicians are gonna listen to us. And that's how every leader movement starts right now in this age of internet. Mm, mm, that's yeah. my goal. Like I really wanna see this global movement try to free North Korean people. And how wonderful would that be? Like so many people are fighting for animals rights. And when I, when South Korea, I didn't know what that was and people like I was looking at this massive campaign where celebrities are crying and showing sad sad videos of animals and I was asking what is that as like like animal rights campaign and I was like do you know that like 25 million human beings in North Korea do not even know what human rights is and it's a, it's a tragedy that of course we gotta fight for animals I'm fine with that of course we gotta fight for like gender equality climate change everything that people vegan fine go ahead like for, like you know all of that but it's just how somehow so much like anti-human like human in sentiment in the world right now right like people are so more willing to cry and do something for polar bear than like, a draining human child or young baby being sold in China right now for a few hundred dollars yeah. and I think this is gonna be a forever mystery for me, like why people are so passionate, not passionate about human beings, them be- themselves being a human being. Like that's the thing, like imagine the world like where nobody's free, all of us are oppressed. Then like who will fight for us? I know certainly that animals not gonna fight for us. Robots not gonna fight for us. It's us can fight for us. And that's why like caring about human rights for somebody else isn't mean like, that is something you do for yourself your children like this is the only thing that humans can do for each other freeing each other so when we are not free they're gonna help us to be free
0: absolutely wow Yeah. <laughs> wow wow animal rights and they forgot about human rights but that is so true though so true
1: yeah
0: wow um I'm just wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm amazed. Um, I is is there anything else that you would like to share? I think I I'm I think I covered everything that I I might have wanted. Is is there anything else? Any surprises you have?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm grateful for that you do in the world to help us fear achieve our goals know, so thank you for what you're doing and I'm also very honored to be interviewed by you and on your channel and I hope that more people be aware and join me in this movement like I have a YouTube channel and if they come there they can really learn about how they can get involved and how they can make a difference when it comes to North Korean human rights issue It's awesome so I really hope that more people take action and you know join this moment.
0: yeah and what's your youtube channel what's the name
1: it's called the voice of north korea by yanmi park yeah so if they just search like voice of north korea they're gonna find it
0: all right let, let me note that down <laughs> <laughs> awesome and um you're on instagram as your name yeah, so, park. how do you say your name again
1: yanmi park
0: you're on me, you're on me.
1: You're uh, y e o n m i, so young me, me, yeah,
0: oh right. young me park. Okay, are you on Twitter at all?
1: I'm on Twitter, yeah, it's the same thing. Like young me park, M-K. like, n okay. is, yeah, north, I park, north Korea, same thing.
0: Okay, awesome. I didn't know you was on Twitter, I'll have to uh, search you up and follow you on um, there. Um, yeah, awesome. Do you have um. I don't know, like maybe a a charity or something for people to to fund your work or anything like that?
1: Uh, I do have, but uh, if they find me on my YouTube channel, uh, I have a Patreon, so- Patreon. Yeah, that's how I get help and keep creating content that is helpful for the people to be aware. Yeah, but other than that also, I can give people's recommendations for the NGOs that are working on this issue. That's so there are tons of things they can do to make a difference.
0: So awesome, <sighs> Yonmi! Thank you so much for your time. I'm, I feel I feel blessed speaking to you, knowing this information. I definitely want to get this out there, and hopefully, we can make a big difference to this world. You know,
1: I I am so grateful for that. Your passion and care. It's been a wonderful time. <laughs> thank you very much for being caring about this issue.
0: Oh, of course, the human yeah. race is is very important, you know. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks again. Oh man, thank you so much. You thank have you. a a blessed day. Have an amazing day.
1: You have a good night. Sweet dreams.
0: <laughs> thank
1: you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips, so always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services,